0: Hello and welcome to the Before I Knew You podcast. We are McKenna and Ty. And thank you for joining us. This is a podcast about miscarriage, pregnancy loss, life, and family. So what do you say, Ty? Let's get started. Welcome back to the Before I Knew You podcast. Today I have a guest on who is a part of the Before I Knew You community. Her name is Havely. She has quite the story. She has been through some stuff. Um, but before we get into the nitty gritty of her story, uh, we need to talk about the history that we have together, Havely. Let's do it. Okay, so you graduated in 2013, I graduated in 2014, so we went to like junior high, high school, all that together. Yep. We ran track together. Yep. Yes, we have played the old lady rec center softball together. It's the only way to play. Uh huh. <laughs> but most importantly, Havely. Yep. <laughs> once upon a time, long, long ago, you were a cop. Yep. And you pulled me over.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: Because apparently, I had a headlight out, which it's probably true.
1: I mean, th- I'm just out for public safety here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Paveley is the one and only cop to have ever pulled me over, so she ruined my track record up to that point, yep. but I got a good one going again. Yeah, well, I got some friends down okay, at the well, station. Okay, well, don't tell them. <laughs> I have some friends, too, at the police station. Okay, deal.
1: So we're, you're probably good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are going to, after a couple episodes kind of away from miscarriage and loss, we are going to bring it back with Havley's story. Uh, okay, Havley, can you walk us through your very first loss? Oof, yeah. So, let's see, where do we
1: start? So, I took a year off from high, between high school and college. Um, so... I went to college in 2014 up at Sheridan College, um, went and played, um, college soccer. Shoot, we started training, I think in August, and played a whole season of soccer. Had no idea, had x-rays for a back injury and all that kind of jazz, and come October, October 29th, um... I'll save you the nitty gritty details of it but uh so obviously I was unaware of anything I had no inklings nothing um I woke up the in that October 29th morning with just the most god-awful cramps I've ever had in my entire life just brutal I thought I was dying and uh long story short Um, I ended up birthing my child at the college and, uh, it was kind of a shock, obviously for many of reasons. I didn't know I was pregnant. Next thing I know, I birthed a child and so that, and it, it it was, you know, obviously I had to like go to the hospital and do all the logistical things, you know? And they were just awful. I mean, they were absolutely awful to me. I think that was kind of my first experience of people having no idea what to do, how to talk to people. Um, We found out that this was like probably six months later. We found out through paperwork because they ended up taking the kiddo away and I'd never seen it again after that. Like, I didn't get like birth certificate you know handprints you know feet prints anything like that it was just like oh this is what happened out the door you go and then so I found out later that it was estimated to be 24 weeks so it was no longer a miscarriage at that point you know it was a stillborn and you know so trying to uh you know kind of cope with that and the next thing you know holy smokes this is like a whole different level and just kind of let it all kind of destroy me there for a while and that is nitty-gritty or like not nitty-gritty but like kind of the outline of of my first one
0: okay so You said you were 24 weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, They estimated that you were 24 weeks. So obviously they took the baby somewhere, Mm -hmm. but you never saw it again.
1: Never. Nope. They cut the umbilical cord um, and out the room, out the room they went. And that was the last I. To this day. To this day. Last I have ever seen of it. It was a little girl, but yes, last I have ever seen of her. Oh my. Yeah.
0: I would I would probably be fighting somebody.
1: Yeah, you know, I think if I would have been, I think if I didn't have the shock of being pregnant, and then the shock of birthing my child, I think I would have been in a little bit more headspace to kind of figure out what to do. But in that moment, I was just like, you know, your world kind of gets flipped upside down for multiple reasons, and you know you're just trying to kind of pick yourself up off the floor before you figure out what to do next you know
0: do you mind me asking does your little girl have a name
1: I did not name that one because I didn't um at the time I didn't want to deal with it I just kind of pushed it to the side it never happened you know if I don't talk about it nobody's gonna know about it it'll go away it'll go away and later on in life I found that that does not happen <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't just go no, away. It, no it sticks with you yeah it does so no I did not name that little
0: girl okay and then again if you don't mind me asking no go for it you were 24 weeks pregnant and you didn't know
1: no idea help me so this is a hard one for people and totally understand it, I get it all the time. um, so I didn't have my period. I mean i that's a big one that people talk about, but it was very normal for me during soccer season and stuff, sure, to not have my period. um There were signs looking back now, like I remember calling my mom, and I was like, "Mom, I am just so exhausted, like I have morning practice, and I just want to nap then." you know, I have film at noon and I want to nap. And then, you know, I have my night practice and I just want to nap. Like every five minutes I can get, I just want to sleep. And my mom is like, oh, Havely, it's just because you have three a days. Like, you know, you're not used to college soccer regimen. You know, you just need to get in better shape, kind of, you know, get used to that routine. You're used to high school soccer where you practice once a day, you know, and so I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, you're probably right, mom. And that ended up going away. And then I want to say it was, I want to say like September, I think is what it was. And I just remember asking my mom, I was like, mom, I feel like my uterus is like gurgling. I don't <laughs> understand. And my mom was like, hey, you have gas, take some Tums, take some gas X, do all that. And I'm like this doesn't feel like gas. This feels like something weird. Like, I feel like I have butterflies in my stomach. It's the weirdest thing. I'm not nervous. Nothing. It like my mom didn't pick up on it. I didn't pick up on it. Looking back now, I know exactly what that was. (laughs) I'm like, darn it. You know, um, so just no, I had no idea. And then Just physically wise, you know, I've always been a smaller stature person. It wasn't like I was getting bigger or anything like that. So I had, I had no idea, unfortunately.
0: Yes. That one, when you sent me your story, that one stopped me for a second. I was Mm -hmm. like, because my first thought was everybody else's first thought. Like you obviously missed your period once or twice. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now that you mentioned you were in soccer, and it, that mm-hmm. wasn't unusual for you. Yeah, no. Um, as it's not unusual for a lot of female athletes mm-hmm. when they're in the middle of their seasons. Yeah. Um, so that would make sense to me. Thanks for clarifying that yeah, one. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, wow. I'm – that one – that one gets me because of the way the hospital handled mm. the after. Yeah. Um one of the most comforting things for us with our little girl Millie who was still born at 17 weeks is we have her ashes. Mm-hmm. We have her footprints. Um, yep. we got pictures taken with her. Those are those are like the most keepest keepsakes we have, you know. Oh, so I can't absolutely, imagine. Yeah. yeah. Even even being, how long ago was it? Ooh, this was 2014, so nine like years nine ago. Nine years ago? Yep. So I can't imagine still nine years later trying yeah. to cope and understand, like, probably should have had a funeral or something. Yeah. Probably should have had, like, cremation, something. So mm-hmm. I guess that hospital is just lucky it wasn't me. Yeah. But you are right. You're not in the right headspace. Yeah, absolutely. Even like when we lost our little girl Millie, um, just uh, this weekend, I was talking with some of my family. I was saying, I wish that I would have taken more pictures Mm -hmm. of Millie on my phone, just more of like a picture that a mom would love to go back and look at. Yeah. Um, But you're just not you're not in the right headspace, you, Mm -hmm. you barely even understand what the heck is going on. And I can't imagine being in your situation where it's like, I didn't even know I was pregnant. (laughs) And then like 20 minutes ago, I just birthed a baby at the college. And now I'm here. And now it's gone. It's gone like that. That's crazy to me.
1: Yeah. And I think grief does some weird things to me because like, all I have is like my mental pictures, you know, of, of that. And, you know, some sometimes they're really foggy and sometimes like i feel guilty because i'm kind of i feel like i'm forgetting mm. you know what she looked like and stuff and you know so i it, it's hard not to you know if i could go back obviously you know things would have been done differently but you know it's kind of hard sometimes to not have just like a little keepsake of like okay i'm starting to forget a little bit like here's my reminder of you know her little toes her little fingers you know all of that you know Mm -hmm. so
0: do you did they take like a height and a weight do you know how big she was nope oh my gosh no this is crazy to me they
1: um took her out they put her in a like specimen and sent it to the lab is what is what had happened
0: this is wild yeah (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry i i yes. wish that i could help Let's you say. with that yeah i mean we we
1: tried to be like no wait a second like i need more than just lab paperwork yeah. like what are you talking about you know and they're like no that like that's all we have and like in their report um they put um a drunk college Student oh
0: my gosh. came in
1: here and supposedly had no idea she was supposedly pregnant,
0: yeah, supposedly
1: yeah, so like I still have those, um, like salt in
0: the wound kinda
1: yeah, and I salt injury I still have those just as a reminder of like what not to say good point,
0: yeah, that's a very good point, yeah, wow, how like heartless and like way to just like disregard my feelings and my emotions and yep. as if this isn't hard enough and then the
1: other one that got me is they asked me if I was crying because I was in pain or if I'm just crying to cry
0: no I'm crying because my baby <laughs> just died
1: thank you yeah and so I was just and then after she had asked me that like I'm not a person that cries in public anything like that and after that I was just like stone cold from that moment on like I didn't shed a tear I was just like all right this is how I'm supposed to handle it like this is I guess how people handle it so I don't need to cry anymore you know and just go on Mm
0: -mm. I don't like that yeah I don't like that at all so I could ask probably 500 trillion more questions about that story but (laughs) for the sake of time absolutely um we can move on to the next. So okay. talk to us about your next loss. So
1: this would have been in 2021. Um, my, I had just gotten married and had found out like a month later after we got married that we were pregnant. And um, over the moon, like mm-hmm. I wish I could have those moments back of... Mm-hmm finding out that you're pregnant and it being exciting exciting yeah Yeah. and um, so it was going great I thought you know I was super tired and I was like oh I like this this must mean (laughs) it's going good (laughs) right Um, and then it just kind of I didn't realize how actually terrified I was because I had some spotting and I remember just calling my mom. I was like, it's over. Like, here we go. This is, it's going to go bad. And my mom's like, no, no, no. Just like, is it a law? Is it a little? I'm like, it's just spotting. And, um, she was like, well, let's just call the doctor and we'll, we'll figure it out. You know? So I go in and get an ultrasound, All you know, all that jazz. And they were like, Oh, nope. Like, Everything's looking good. You know, it's kind of normal for some women. Yep. (laughs) To have spotting and all this kind of stuff. And so I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Well, it had gone away. The spotting had gone away. So I was just like, all right, here we go. So, so excited. All this kind of stuff. We go for our 12-week appointment to, you know, that's like your big appointment. Mm -hmm. And you do your ultrasound first and I remember looking at Kelsey and I was like why does it look different than last time and then it was just like oh no yeah this and, she, and you know she she told me that we had miscarried and I mean, we were just talking about, like, how we're going to announce. And, you know, we had bandanas for our dogs and just, like, so excited. And so first time – so I'm terrified, right? Like, hot mess. This is the first time I would ever met my doctor. And um, I was, like, never met this lady before. Now my experience last time, like, this is going to be awful. This, like – I'm ready, you know, for all this awfulness. And it was, I don't know how Dr. Biggs does it, but she makes the worst news sound (laughs) a little bit not as bad. Yeah, she does. And um, I just remember in that moment, I was just like, holy smokes. Like, I am so blessed to have
0: her as your doctor
1: absolutely I feel that (laughs) yeah and I'm just like whoo you know so she was very proactive about well we should test um, you know we should test the fetus we should look into things we should look into you know getting you tested or getting me tested for all this stuff to kind of figure out what the issue was because she knew that I had had one prior And so she was like, take your time, you know, do your thing, heal, cope, do what you need to do, and then we can go forward with all of this, except for testing the fetus. I mean, you have to do that right away. So I was just like, okay. And like my competitive mentality, even though this isn't competitive in any way, I was just like, let's go, like, Mm -hmm. let's get this done. Let's see where we need to go. And just kind of, I I don't think I really grieved. I just kind of put it on the back burner like I did the first one and was just like, on to the next. Like, let's see what we need to do kind of thing. And I remember after my surgery, um, Dr. Biggs kind of called me out a little bit. And I was just like, all right. Like, I respect that, you know. And she was like, you know, I think... It would be helpful if you, like, went to some counseling or did something to kind of help, you know, on your terms. But you should probably do it kind of thing, you know. And so thankful I did that because that was really just the beginning.
0: So you did counseling? Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We have also been called out by Dr. Biggs multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, time more than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it truly is incredible how she is able to kind of like. I don't know if like put your put herself in your shoes is the right term, but it really is like she bears the burden for you. She oh, yeah. helps you understand everything that's happening and she only wants the best for you.
1: Yeah, oh, a thousand, a thousand percent. And I, I had never met her personally um, before any of this. Um, I mean, she worked at the surgery center that my mom works at. So, I mean, I knew of her. Um, but it was just like right away, it was, it's like she talked to me like she knew me and was just like that friend that you kind of need. You know, doctors, you're, you're not just a, like... I don't know how to respectfully say this. You're not just like a paycheck to her. Like you are her patient. She genuinely cares about you. And I think there's a lot of women around the world that don't have that. And so sure. I think we are very, you know, blessed to have a doctor like that in mm-hmm. this community.
0: Yeah. Um. So when you went to counseling, did they kind of help you like walk through your first loss and The current loss, like, is it something that they kind of, like, did all together?
1: Yeah, because I was dead set against going. I was like, I don't need help. You know, like, I had... I was still in that embarrassment stage. Like, I'm embarrassed that this happened to me. Like, I'm less of a woman. Like, all this kind of stuff. You know, so... When I went, it was like, holy smokes, I never dealt with the first one. And the first one has a lot of elements to it. There's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of blame. You know, a ton of trauma stacked on a ton of trauma. (laughs) And, you know, so then I think we really just tried to walk through the best that we could.
0: Wow. We're not even halfway through your story and my mind is just... Rolling like crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a wow. I feel like I could write a book. You you should. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my mom says. <laughs> um so you go through Stillborn, mm-hmm. you go through miscarriage. Yeah. Did they ever say like this is like we would assume that this would be a reason? Like, did they have a conclusion? So the first
1: one No, there was, like, zero testing. Um, We did find that there was um, a genetic deletion with our... um, with the first miscarriage that we... I kind of put them in, like, little groups. Like, the first one will always be the first one, but Mm -hmm. there's four miscarriages in this part of the story, so that is what I'm referring to. Um, The first one, we did find a genetic um, abnormality and so it's pretty easy to just assume oh that that was the cause of it which is normal i mean a lot of miscarriages are due to that Yep. you know so um that one i think that one had its own kind of levels to it um we did name that one um it was a little girl again and we named her Ryan. So. Sweet Ryan. Yep. Yes. We always have my heart.
0: Yes, for sure. Um, so that was that was like the extent of the testing after that loss. Um so I did a
1: bunch of testing as well and so um we found out that I have Hashimoto. So Excuse me? Ha <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> you a, have what? <laughs> it, it, it's called Hashimoto, and when she first told me that, I was like, "Well, I I don't think so." But um, what is that? So it's a thyroid. It's okay where your thyroid doesn't like regulate, kind okay. of. So you you're like hypothyroid, and then you're like hypo, and it just kind of like fluctuates all over okay. the place. So when you get pregnant you're it gets so it's like an autoimmune thing so like my body attacks my thyroid i gotcha yeah so then then you're not giving off the things that the the, things that you need yeah so then we're like okay well this could be contributing too. so problem solved right problem solved
0: <laughs> that's or so they say silly us we're uh-huh. thinking so yes, yes. okay Keep telling us your story. Okay,
1: so then um, I was just like, "Well, let's try again." Like, it's not it's not gonna happen if we don't try, right? Mm-hmm. So we started trying pretty much as soon as we could. I would I would say we gave it a, like a month and a half, um, and then it was like, "Boop." we're pregnant again. So this was in January of 22 when we found out. And um so we we're like whoo. You know, we we've been waiting for this. And but then it was like holy smokes. I'm not excited. Like
0: all
1: the feelings come back from
0: all the other losses. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And wasn't expecting that at all. Yep. I was like, I'm tough. I got this. No, no, I was not. I was terrified, absolutely terrified. And so we were like, oh, here we are. Things are good. Things are going good. I'm not having any spotting, no bleeding, all this kind of stuff. And at at this point, you know, I was doing ultrasounds like every couple weeks. And, uh, You don't realize how, like, much trauma there is connected to an ultrasound. To an ultrasound, yeah. Yeah, because, like, (laughs) the first time I went in there and I was like, holy smokes. I'm going to pass out. This is terrifying. (laughs) Yep. Um, Things were going good, going good, going good, until they weren't. And I think what was so hard about that one was I had no symptoms of it going bad. You know, I, I I had no idea that it was going to go bad. So March 8th is, um, excuse me, March 17th is when we found out we had lost that one again. Or we had lost another one. And it was just like, what? do I like what is going this is not real life and so if anybody knows anything about me I am not a hugger like I don't like to be hugged I'm just I'm supposed to have this tough exterior you know Dr. Biggs comes in the room because I wasn't supposed to see her it was just supposed to be an ultrasound and you know she gives me a hug and I just lean in you know and we're like crying together and it's just like That's just another example of like phenomenal, right? Like most of the time I'd be like, get away from me, weirdo, (laughs) 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 you know, but this time I was, my mom was in the room, you know, and I, I was leaning into her, you know, and it was just like, we were all in this together. And, uh, so then it was just like, okay, well, you know, I know it. I know the procedure at this point, right? Like don't eat or drink after midnight, you know? don't do that. Don't take any of your medication. You know, this is what you're going to do. This is what you do after the procedure, all of that kind of jazz. And so I was just like, okay, like, what do, what do we do at this point? You know? So that one was, that one I struggled with, and I, I'm not sure where it came from, but I really, really struggled with Not like not feeling like a mother because I didn't know as a mother that my child's heartbeat had stopped inside of me like how can I be a good mother if I couldn't even be aware of that like here I was going around in the world like happy laughing all this kind of stuff you know and like it it things weren't going good You know, so I think that's the first time that I really started to, like, holy smokes, I'm not okay. Like, this is actually, this is my kryptonite. So, then, you know, we go into our third one. And you're supposed to, at your follow-up appointment, you're supposed to take a pregnancy test. You know, make sure that everything you know, was kind of, you know, like she had got everything and you weren't still trying to produce, you know, like HCG and stuff like that. And so, which I think is the most awful thing ever after a DNC and you have to go take a pregnancy test. I'm just like, what kind of sick joke is this? I understand it now. It came now.
0: back positive in seven minutes. Yeah. Like, okay, frick off.
1: Yeah, I'm <laughs> just like, Thanks. So, um, go to my follow-up. And for some reason, I I don't know if it was because she was on vacation or kind of what happened, but it was supposed to be like two weeks after the DNC and it ended up being like five for some reason. And, um, I just remember like being, they came back and they were like, this is positive. (laughs) And I was like excuse me, like this, this is not funny. Like, and they're like, no, this is positive. And I was just like, oh, and you know, so Dr. Biggs and I had talked about like going to like an REI doctor, which is a reproductive endocrinologist, fancy lady Mm -hmm. for, yeah, fancy. And so pretty much we were going to be doing like the referral up to the Billings Clinic and uh, well that didn't happen because I was definitely pregnant and so I had to go do an ultrasound and I'm like this is this is nuts like this this can't be true like I'm not ready but then I was just like well all right this is I'm ready now (laughs) it is it is what it is you know and so then I think it was also this one that I really started to kind of, you know, like, I wouldn't clean my uh, kitchen counters without gloves on, you know, I would make sure that, oh, I'm I'm eating things at specific times, you know, I'm drinking a certain amount of water, I'm taking all my vitamins when they're supposed to be taken, like, I'm making sure that I'm not lifting what I'm not supposed to and being so like, hyper focused on things that at the end of the day don't make that big of a difference. Unfortunately, your body's going to do what it's going to do, what it's going to do. And it doesn't matter if I, you know, pick up a bag of dog food, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. Think those things can happen, but so then I'm just like, okay, like let's go, you know, And then it was May 16th is, again, where we found out that we had lost um, another one. And I just remember kind of, this one I didn't really, like, cry. I was just kind of like, all right, like... I'm used to this. This seems like the norm now. This, I don't see anything else happening at this point. I'm used to this. Like, yes, give me the Zofran. Give me the, all these medications. Like I'm ready for it. Actually, you know what? I don't even need to go pick all those up because I still have them in my cupboard from the last ones, you know? So I just kind of was just there. And, um, my mom was at my appointment with me on that one and i think it was hard for me to watch my mom go through that because again again yes and this one you know she she had actually cuz for the second one she seen the heartbeat but then um didn't see when we had lost it this one she um didn't see the heartbeat but she was there when we found out that we had lost it and so just to kind of I was so numb to it and um just to kind of see my mom go through that it was just kind of like holy smokes like it hit me a little different not that none of the other ones didn't hit me but it was just like man this is heavy and then I felt like I was hurting my mom mm-hmm. and like hurting the people around me because they were hurting. Mm-hmm. Even though I know, looking back now, they were hurting for, for us. Yeah. yeah. So then we ended up going to um, the doctor up in Billings. And Dr. Milroy, hands down, one of the best ladies I've ever met my entire life you know we did so I guess I should add out of those three two of them came back with the same exact um, genetic deletion so that's a little bit like wait a second this isn't random anymore so we did genetic testing genetic counseling all that kind of fancy jazz and um We ended up finding out that um, one of us carried this deletion and that it wasn't the cause of the fetal demise. So it is a very common deletion. Like it's kind of linked to um, like learning delays, kind of, I mean, there's a whole spectrum of things. Something as little as like, you know, ADHD to up to like a cleft lip or like missing half of a limb or something like that. But it is very common and it is not the cause of the fetal demise. And so we were thinking, oh man, like this is, this is our answer. And then they come back and tell us that. And we're like, okay, then what, what is the issue? You know? So then they were like, well, because our plan was to do IVF at this point to try and get rid of that deletion in hopes that that would kind of work out. So in the meantime, because nothing in IVF world happens fast, um, they were like, yeah, you can go ahead and try. There, There's nothing, you know, saying that you can't or that it's not going to work again, you know. So we we're like, okay, you know, m- maybe we'll try, you know. And so we ended up deciding that we were going to try so December of last year we found out that we were pregnant again and I don't know exactly what it was but this time we had like a little bit more hope we were like okay like this is it this is going to work this is going to be our you know for some reason we did all this genetic testing and we're going to be better and it's going to work. You know, it was kind of like the narrative we had in our head. Things were going great. You know, I, every two weeks, you know, having an ultrasound and, um, it, it was going so good. And for this one, my mom was at every single appointment with me. So she had gotten to see the heartbeat and, uh, man, that is something I will never forget watching my mom light up you know seeing a heartbeat it's phenomenal and uh so anyways I I go into my appointment and I'm feeling good I'm feeling confident you know other times I was just like yeah mom like I don't know you know I don't know how this is gonna go and I went in there and I was just confident like this is going to be fine. I'm not scared. I'm not anything and um I knew I knew right away by the look on Kelsey's face. And I remember I sat up and I looked at Kelsey and I was like you don't have to say it. Like I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to let you say it. I know. I know that you know and I remember my mom started crying. And I remember just hugging my mom and hugging Kelsey and just like comforting them, you know, like, guys, it's okay. Like, everything's fine. And all that kind of stuff. And I just remember Kelsey, like looking at me like, what? What is wrong with you? Like, looking at me like, why are you telling me it's okay? Kind of thing. And um, I just remember being so, 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 so disconnected from that. And still like it it didn't make sense to me and you know I had to go in and you know they were like okay well and I was like I know I have to go get a CBC (laughs) I'll go get that after I leave here you know I won't eat or drink I know the drill I'll be there you know at this point I was working at the surgery center so I was just like I'll call my friends over and you know be like Okay, see you tomorrow I can't show up to work tomorrow in the capacity that you want me to and uh, I just remember yeah I was just like what is this and so Dr. Biggs came in and I just remember telling her that I know she gets a lot of pat on the backs for delivering babies and you know doing the fun stuff of being an OB but That it was so important for me to tell her that, like, she needs a pat on the back for how she treats people going through what we've, like, the care, the grace, you know, how she treats you like you're a human being, you know, and I just remember telling her, like, thank you. Like, and looking back on it, I could have never done that so many times if she was not my doctor. Yeah. And so I guess one thing I would like to say is, like, from her front office staff to her ultrasound techs, nurses, PAs, like, phenomenal. And we really are so truly lucky to
0: have somebody like that. You're exactly right. That is most definitely one of the most amazing places we have ever been, even though our circumstances there are not always ideal Mm -hmm. um we too are very thankful and um I also believe that she deserves a pat on the back for the way she handles loss and miscarriage and all of that stuff um she's incredible
1: I think we should give her an award I think you're right we should make one up you're right we will we can okay deal okay
0: (laughs) okay so Uh, I'm going to back us up a little bit, and I'm just wondering if you can tell us how many weeks, if you remember, were all of your losses. I have 24 and 12.
1: Yep. So, um, actually, the 12-week one, um, it was my 12-week appointment, and I was measuring at 9. Okay. Um, The next one was, uh, I want to say 7. 7 and then the last one we were at
0: nine so the furthest you ever made it was 24 weeks yes but you didn't even know i didn't so even so there's know. there's probably some kind of like I don't know if guilt is the right word, mm. but like, maybe shame yes. in yourself because you were unable to kind of soak in, oh yeah, the weeks that you didn't get with your other ones.: Yes. Um, and then never made it out of the first trimester after that. Nope, which is a blessing. But also mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, five losses total or four? Five. Five total. Five total. Yep. Wow. That is a lot of loss. <laughs> and... Yes. Okay, I've been through four. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about when you say... Like, you don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. I already know it doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, I already know what we have to do from here. Yeah. Um, but in a way, like, when I really sit back and I really think about, like, how disgusting it is that I know the miscarriage procedure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how disgusting it is that when I get a positive pregnancy test, instead of my heart having the positive pitter-patters, I go to the immediate, oh, you know what? This isn't going to be good. Absolutely. And you're Um, just crying on the floor. Right. Something, and we've talked about it in prior episodes too, but something that is supposed to be filled with so much joy and something that is supposed to be filled with so much like love and happiness and laughter and like... We're growing our family, yay. But when you've been through loss, you just automatically go to, I wonder at what point is this going to go bad? Yep. Um, and I really appreciate how, what you said at the beginning about like, kind of like, I wonder what it would be like to feel those happy feelings from my first positive pregnancy test. Yep. You know what I mean? Because once you have loss, that goes away. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Once you have lost the the positive pregnancy test, or even the thought of having to go buy a pregnancy test, is like, yeah, I already know how this one's going to end. Yep. Um. I remember I was just having a conversation with Doctor Biggs a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and um, we were just kind of discussing like, kind of like what to do from here yeah. in our um in our story and whatnot, mm-hmm. and um. I said to her, I said, I saw this one coming from a mile away. Yeah. And she was like, well, probably because you started having some spotting. And I was like, no. It was just always the inkling that I had. Like, I just Mm -hmm. always knew. I remember my neighbor's mom came outside one time. I was out mowing the lawn. I was only a few weeks along. And she stepped out on their deck and she was like, you need to stop mowing the lawn. Mm -hmm. you need to lift nothing heavier than a loaf of bread. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I remember I was just like, he, he, ha, ha. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. You know, I'll be fine. Well, she got the last laugh. You know what I mean? Like she, and and I'm not saying that me mowing my lawn was the reason why I had that miscarriage, but it's just like, sometimes it's hard for us to see that people have our best interest at heart because when I'm pregnant and I go out to mow the lawn, it's probably me trying to ignore the negative feelings that I'm having inside of me when I know that this isn't going to end well.
1: Yeah, and you're just like, okay, well, why should I have to change all the things that I'm doing because it's not going to matter in the We're end We're not going to anyway. make
0: it past nine weeks anyways. Exactly, yes, yes. Yeah. a
1: thousand percent.
0: Yeah. Um, so did you ever do anything with the IVF or were you done after your fifth loss
1: um we did start it um and then we kind of just got like halfway through the process and um then that's kind of when we just realized that like and I I think it was more more so me in just like I don't know if I can do this again Yeah. I like, I'm terrified. I know this is the only thing that I want in my life right now, but I don't know. But don't make me do it. Yeah. I want it, but don't make me do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wait a second. You know, I'm not, I'm not tough enough for this. I can't, I can't do this again. And it was just like, maybe I do need to work on myself a little bit because so much had happened in really a year and a half and i was just like i i have to really focus on me you know and i started like man my counselor just 10 out of 10 she deserves a <laughs> raise 1000% you know, but she would always make me like journal and I would just be like,
0: Oh, stop it.
1: I hate this. It makes me feel my feelings. Stop. Yeah. And then then it was just like, Holy smokes, I have so much to say. Like this some of the stuff that like I've wrote, I'm just like, All right, girl, like you kinda need to pull your life together. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. you're hurting you know, yeah. so I think it was just a big eye opener of like, it's time to focus on me and heal mm-hmm. me and it's never going to work, you know, if, I, if I'm if i in an unhealthy place.
0: Yeah. Physically, emotionally, mentally, anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember feeling right away after just this last miscarriage we had a couple months ago, I remember feeling right away like I don't want to ever do this again. Um, my first few days, like post dnc all that i was just like this is too heart-wrenching to have to do again every time i have a miscarriage emotions and grief from the last ones come up it's like Mm -hmm. none of it is ever truly going away yeah um but i i think i think my point in telling you that is Mm -hmm. like be encouraged because it can change and it will change yeah absolutely um because I'm now in the place, we're now in the place where it's like, like we don't care at what cost. We just mm-hmm. want to have another baby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and do- Dr. Big said something to me at my last appointment a couple of days ago where she, she said, I, I just want you to think about if you had another miscarriage, if we had another stillborn, what would that do to you? hmm Like, would it make you go to the point of no return? Yeah. Or, like, she's she's really just trying to make me think, like, if I jump into it this fast, what would happen yeah. if I got pregnant again? But I don't care. Yeah. You know, oh, it's yes, like... Absolutely. I just want that baby. I don't care. Yep. Yeah. Um. And I think when people haven't been through loss or miscarriage, they don't quite understand that piece. They understand... Clearly they want mm. a baby. Yep. But like, they're doing this so fast. I remember yeah. I went in for an ultrasound, uh, my ultrasound at the, with this last baby we just mm-hmm. lost. And the ultrasound tech was like, Ooh, that's pretty close together from like our stillborn to now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. in, inside of me, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just want this baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, I I think sometimes it's hard for us to be able to articulate our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions because when people haven't been through it, it's like, how do you make them understand that I don't care? Yeah. I just want the baby. Well, and see, kind of how I've always looked at it, it's
1: like, look at how excited people are that haven't been through loss look at how excited and how they're willing to do whatever it takes during their pregnancy and all that kind of stuff you know and I I just remember looking back you know because my best friend was pregnant at the same time as me you know my sister-in-law my uh, other sister-in-law my brother's fiance is pregnant at the same time and I'm like look at you guys all willing to do whatever it takes to have this child like that's exactly where I'm at. Like I'm willing to probably in a more intense place. Yeah, like I'm willing to bear all this. Like you know, my last one I was taking shots every single day and I was taking all this medication and I'm like, I don't care. Like if this means at the end of the day I get to hold my child and take my child home with me. I'll I'll do it for the rest of my life. I you know, yeah. And, you know, there's something that Dr. Biggs has told me that I still to this day hold on to very, very, very tightly. And I don't think she said it lightly. Um, I, man, I want to say it was after my second or third one. I, I can't even remember. They all kind of go together a little bit. But she looked at me and she was just like, you will have your baby. Like. I genuinely believe that you will. And, you know, even though right now I'm at a moment where it's just like, okay, I need to breathe, you know, because it's my identity right now. And I, I have to not let miscarriage and loss be my identity. And so that is something that I will always hold on to. And, you know, I can't wait for that day.
0: Can't wait. She said something similar to me too after my second miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And it it truly is something that you're like, wow. Yeah, holy smokes. Like something that, like you said, she probably didn't say it lightly, but probably yeah. is just like a way that she feels like she needs to encourage people. Yeah. You know, and it, she doesn't maybe realize how significant those words are. Yeah. Because we hold on to that. And it. Yeah. to this day, I go back to it. To this day, mm-hmm. I go back to her sitting in the ultrasound room with me, yep. making a cradle in her arms and saying, we need to get you holding a baby. Yeah. And yeah. it's like,
1: whew, like there's uh, yeah. some weight to that. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think, too, um, she was my hope. And she, like, gave me the encouragement um, at my own pace, obviously. I mean, I, I don't want to say she rushed me or anything like that. She was Probably wanted me to slow down a little bit, you know. Us too. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, um, like, you know, like I said earlier, I would have never been able to do this as many times as I did if it wasn't for her and her always being like, okay, well, we have other options. Like, we are yeah, not we're out not of. we not done yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, we we have other things to try, you know. And so that will always. Even if, you know, I never have a child, you know, that is always going to be something that I hold so special in my heart is the way that I had her support and just the support of everybody, you know, around me. Like, I know this is my story and all that kind of stuff, but really, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for everybody that helped me, you know, so I mean, they deserve credit and stuff too for helping me get to this far, you know. Mm-hmm. Um how far removed are you from your last miscarriage? February 15th of this year. So March, April, May, June,
0: July, 6 months. Oh my gosh. 6 months. So you had your miscarriage only a few days before we had our stillborn, Millie. Oh yes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. What a horrible couple weeks that <laughs> I is. I know. Wish to never live them again. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, so um, when you were telling us your story, you said uh, that you were, like, going into the ultrasound where your mom was with you mm-hmm. at all of your appointments. Yeah. You were feeling confident, but you felt like you needed to tell her, like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we are the ones who are always trying to prepare the people who are going with us yeah. for the worst? Yep. Isn't it funny how we're the ones always saying to the doctor, to the ultrasound lady, to the nurse, to whoever, yep. it's going to be okay. Yeah. I remember they, they told me that our daughter Millie was going to have this birth effect, yada, yada, yada. I told them God's in control. He's got it. It's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I go home. I tell my mom, this is the verdict. Yeah. And her and my dad were just immediately crying and angry and mad. And I'm like, it's going to be fine. Yeah. We're going to be okay. Yeah. Like, we haven't been through this specifically before, but we've been through loss before. Like, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I knew one of the girls working at the front desk when I had my most recent miscarriage. Mm-hmm. She was there when I came in. She wasn't there when I came out. So I texted her and I was like, hey, we're going to be okay. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we're the ones who are always trying to comfort people because we think we're hurting them or we think that we are putting them in a bad place or... Yeah. Do you kind of get the gist of what I'm trying to say? Absolutely.
1: You know, after um, my first one, um, well... My first one in college, I I was in college. I was by myself. Um, Then the first one here recently, you know, um, I remember going into the pre-op room. And so my mom works at the surgery center. And it's something I will never forget. And I've I've felt like from that moment on, I have to protect my mom. Um, So I'm going through my pre-op questions, you know. And she looked through the window at me and screamed and just started bawling mm. and i just remember after that moment that it was just like i have to protect my mom from this you know she had never really gone through loss or anything like that and you know i know it was out of the love that she has for me and she didn't want to see me go through that you know but so when she was with me all those ones it was just like holy smokes i know what this is like M- my mom doesn't know what this is like i n- i need to protect her i need to go you know i've i've done this you know i i've got this so what do you what do you need me to do to help you through this and it, it's a twisted psychology i don't understand it <laughs> no it really
0: is <laughs> it really is um and probably your mom's emotions coming out that way it's kind of similar like you'll hear my mom say like i am so sick of my daughter having to be yeah excuse me for a second on the shit train yeah absolutely and that was probably just the way that that her emotion was coming out and it it was the way of her saying i'm so sick of the hurt i'm so sick of the pain for my little girl yep Yet we still feel like we have to comfort them, yeah, you know it's weird, it is weird, it's really weird. but also like, I feel like our support people are like the strongest people yeah, yeah. Like, we we say and we do things that are just like, okay, that was questionable at best, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, but they still love us, and they still see us through it, yeah, you know i
1: I look at my side and I'm like man this this stinks this part, this being on this instinct, like I'll take your side any day of the week. But then I think about it and I'm like, wait a second. They're in an impossible situation, right? Because I don't don't know if you agree or not, but it's like, we don't know what they what we want to hear, you know, like, no, you're right. Some days. Yeah, this is what I want to hear, you know, that you'll have your child someday or, you know, so it's just like, Is what they're gonna say, is it gonna be helpful? Is it are we gonna be mad about it? Is the right thing, the wrong thing? You know, I being on the other end, I'm like, holy smokes, at least when I'm on my end, I kinda have a little bit of an idea of what's going through my head, you Mm -hmm. know, so I don't envy
0: them, you know, but man, they are they are a rock for sure. They are. I it's funny you say like, we don't know what we wanna hear because I have some really close friends and Sometimes people will say things to me and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you're so annoying. Why would you say that to me? Yeah. And then I take it to them and I'm like, so and so said this and it's so annoying, I don't understand, blah blah blah. But then they're just like, Oh sorry. Yeah. Because I have made them walk on eggshells around me. Yep. Because I'm always telling them somebody has said this and I hate it. They said that and I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I'm never saying like Maybe you should try speaking to somebody who's been through loss this way. Instead, it's just, they've offended me. Yeah. And I can't see past it at the moment. Yeah. So, I'm, you are right. We we don't know what we want to hear, but <laughs> yeah. it's often not what people have to say. Exactly. Unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Well, wow. You have quite the story. Um, Is there anything that you want to add that you didn't say, or? I just think...
1: I mean, the reason why I kind of wanted to come on here and talk is going through all of mine, I felt like I was alone. Like, I was the only one going through this. You know, nobody else knew what I was going through. And every miscarriage is different. You know, for every person, even in your own, they're also very different. But, like, it's okay to talk about. You know, like, I used to be so ashamed of it and now I'm like yeah this this is what I've gone through you know and it's nothing to be ashamed of you know let's talk about it Let like it it doesn't have to be hard or weird or anything like that like there are people out there you probably walk past 15 people in Walmart you know that have had one and you have no idea you know so I really just want to drive home like you're not alone. There's always people. It is kind of easier to talk to people about loss that has gone that has gone through it. You know, so just you're not alone. Like there's people to talk to about it and you don't
0: have to fight this battle alone. Mm-hmm. Which is our heart behind starting this podcast is it you do feel so secluded. Mm-hmm. But like you said, how many people do we walk by a day? Absolutely. That have been through miscarriage, that have been through loss. Um, but for some reason, the world has made it such a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. What what is it like one in four pregnancies end mm-hmm. in miscarriage? So 25% yeah. of yeah. pregnancies end in a mm-hmm. miscarriage. Yep. So it's kind of common. Yeah, I would it's, say so. It, yeah. It's kind of a thing that happens a lot. Yeah. But for some reason, we're so convinced that it's not common and that yeah. we're like one of the four people in the entire world that have been through it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yep. Um, and I, I, I do think that sometimes it is maybe sometimes uh, for me, sometimes it kind of feels like a pride thing. Oh, like yeah. I don't want somebody to know that there's a weakness in me, mm-hmm. um, Yeah. that there's maybe something wrong with me. Yeah. But, I think that's also a picture the world paints. Like we, yeah. we have to be tough. We have to pretend like it's okay. Yeah. You know, you can cry when you go home, but don't you dare tell somebody in Walmart and start crying, you know? Exactly. Yep. Um, and I, I think we put that pressure on ourselves in the day to day too. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I really shouldn't be crying about this again, but <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, you're a year out or whatever, you know, and you just start crying and it's just like, wait a second I can't do that you know I was
0: supposed to be over this already
1: yeah that was a year ago I'm supposed to be done exactly like there's no time limit exactly it's it's always going to be there unfortunately
0: um today one of my best friends her name is Kelsey she shared this little quote with me Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna say it to you and I'm I want our whole community to hear it but it says imagine getting to heaven and a voice you've never heard before shouts mama Oh man. That Whoa, wrecks you. Oh, <laughs> that one was like I cried yeah. for a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely cried for a little bit on that one. Yeah. Um and it's like when I read that, it took me back to my first loss, my second mm-hmm. loss, my third loss, my fourth loss, like I like there's four voices that are going to yell my name when I get to heaven that I've never heard before, but I'm going to know exactly who, who the, they are. Yep. Like what a wild thought. Yep. Um and, and maybe something that can maybe help you keep going. Like, there is hope to hear their voice. Uh, not again, but to hear their voice. Oh, absolutely. There yeah. is hope that um, we're going to know who they are. Yeah. Um. But you're right. Like, sometimes you're like a year removed and you're like, why am I still crying about this? Yeah. Why am I still so upset <laughs> about this? I've said in a um, p- an episode before where sometimes Ty probably feels like, oh my gosh she's crying about this again like am I right you don't have to say I already know I'm right Um, (laughs) I plead the fifth yes um but it is it's just like it's something that never goes away and something you've probably heard a million times going through your losses as grief is not linear oh yeah it's up and down it's gonna come and go blah 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 but like when you're in our shoes you're like you start doing so well that you feel like when you do go down in a hole again, you're like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Like I, I've been so good for so long. Like, yeah. Why am I depressed all of a sudden again?
1: Yeah. See, see, I'm kind of going through that right now. Cause it's like, yeah, my, you know, my surgery and all that kind of stuff was six months ago, but well, that means that my due date is quickly approaching right around the corner. So then, I'm just kind of like going through my day to day and then I'm just like, wait a second, I'm really sad. Or like I'll walk through Walmart and I'll see somebody with a baby or whatever. And I'll just be like, OK, like I need to go make a fort in the toilet paper section because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm about to lose it, you know. So, yeah, yeah it it never gets easier
0: for yeah. sure. Um, I I have felt a little bit recently like maybe I need to delete my social media for a little bit because yeah. like, well, not now because everything is all wiener dogs on my social media at the moment because hey, that's a good social media I'm quite obsessed with them. <laughs> but before my wiener dog addiction came into play, um, everything was like miscarriage quotes and pregnancy loss mm-hmm. and pregnancy test. And here's yep. our brand new baby and all this stuff. And it's like, maybe I need to remove myself because I'm finding myself getting jealous of people I don't even know. Ooh, yeah, Like, same. how unhealthy is that? Or maybe yeah. not even jealous, but just, like, angry. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Exactly. How- <laughs> yeah. It, it's wild. It doesn't make sense. I think
1: that's pretty normal, though. because I think like, you're right. I think sometimes I get to feeling really guilty about that. But then I'm like, wait a second. Like, I don't know their story. Like, maybe this is their miracle. Right. You know? And so... Again, I think that's where, because I kind of had to log off of social media too, because I was like, this miscarriage right now is my identity. Mm -hmm. I am so much more than that. Like, I will, don't get me wrong, I will live the rest of my life for my children, you know, but I can't let this define me. Yep. So. Yep. That's my little two cents.
0: You're exactly right. (laughs) We can't let let it define us, but... We have to use it, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm, I'm a firm believer in we don't go through the crap for no reason. Yep. Um, and how many stories have we been sent since we started this before I knew you podcast where it's like, like, this is the reason why we started this because people just want to feel like yeah they have a place and they have a voice and we want to feel like we have a place and like we have a voice and we don't want it to be our identity, but we want to use it yeah. and we want to be able to help people. Um, and it, cause it is so easy to just like fall into the, well, I guess this is who I am. Exactly. I guess yeah. this is just going to be the way it's going to be for forever. You yeah. know? Right.
1: Um, I definitely had to like go through a phase where it was like, I need to quit feeling sorry for myself. Like, yes, I'm allowed to grieve and do all of that, you know, but this isn't the end. Like, this is not the end of my story. The first chapters weren't great, you know, but, you know, everybody goes through stuff, you know, and now this is, this is one of my favorite things that I ever wrote in one of my writings is that I feel like when I have my first child, like, I'm not starting out as like a brand new mom, you know, like the children that I have lost have taught me to love in a way that I'll never be able to describe because I think loving somebody so much and you don't even get to really meet them just really like, yeah. And I, so I think that, you know, now do I know how to deal with a temper tantrum? No. No. I don't.
0: We have one that you can hang out with <laughs> for a couple of days and you'll
1: know really good deal. Uh-huh. You know, so I think, yeah, it's just the way in which you use it, you know, use it in a positive way, Yeah, you know, and there's nothing wrong with sharing your story. You know, you could help somebody by sharing it. And that's kind of all I'm really out here to do is to help people yeah. know you're not alone. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, Haveley, thanks for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I feel like I could have you on a couple more times and we <laughs> could like talk about a million other things. Oh, uh, yeah. you have you have a very um um like what's the word I'm looking for like you have a very unique point of view um on miscarriage and on loss. Like you ha- you have said some things like we don't know what we want to hear. Yeah. Like sometimes like you you have some things to say that I'm just like huh. I never thought of it that way, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Um, you have a story to tell yeah. uh, and you have a very, very unique and beautiful viewpoint. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to never stop telling your story Absolutely. Um, because even just sitting here right now, like you have encouraged me, uh, you have, you have my wheels turning in my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I should change my perspective on some things. Um, so thank you for sharing with us. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't know if you want me to say this, but I'm going to say this. If you guys mm. want to talk to Haveli, she is there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find her on the social medias. Um, yes. Reach out to her if you feel like you need to hear somebody else tell you that they've been there before. A thousand percent. All ears. Yes. No um, judgment here. For sure. We're all in this together. (laughs) Yes. And it is messy and it's beautiful and it's all the things all at the same time. Absolutely. Um, But yes, and before we sign off, I need to give a quick wiener dog update. Today's the due date, but I don't know if they were born yet. Mm. Dang it. Maybe next episode I can tell you (laughs) that I've picked out my wiener dog. We can only hope, right?
1: Do you have a name? Slinky. Okay, Of good. course we have a name right. And I a
0: collar, and a bed, and a blanket, and okay. a toy. We just need the dog. I'm just making sure you set up. I, I mean, <laughs> like, usually you get the dog, and then you're like, I need all the things. But we have all the things. We just need the dog. There you go. You're prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, it was great chatting with you. It was great to catch up with you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and we will catch you all next time. Later.